Welcome to a very special edition of Fintech Insider Insights. I'm Simon Taylor, and today we're bringing you a show with a difference. A couple of months ago, our 11FS CEO, David Breer, was invited to be a judge of Tech City UK's Fintech for All competition. This was a nationwide competition in 2017 to find fintech startups that make financial services work for everyone. As well as some fantastic entrants and eventual winners, this event got us thinking about the wider implications of financial inclusion and what the competition really highlighted was exactly that. Therefore, we felt a need to do a podcast to delve into this properly and to give it a proper feel. So joining me to discuss this further, I have Gregoire Mikel. if I said that right? The first part was right. The oh. second, uh, <laughs> I have 50%. Uh, it's Grégoire Michel, but you can, let's go with Greg. Oh, Greg works for me. And you are Senior Program Manager at Tech City UK. I am. Uh, that, that bit I got right. So what, 75% on average? I think I, yeah, my average is up. That's a good GPA, right? Uh, Miles Deborah, who is Evolution Grant Manager at the Money Advice Service. Miles, thanks for being with us. No worries. I think you've, you've come down probably 75 or 50% now. Oh, accuracy. it's evaluation grant manager. Sorry. Evaluation grant manager. What did I say? E- evolution. Oh I mean, God. that's a grand title, but um, not, not the one that I can, I can claim. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't look after all of human evolution? I'm disappointed. I thought we had Richard Dawkins. Not Richard Dawkins. So who am I thinking of? Uh, Darwin. 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 Richard Darwin. Yeah. Darwin. Anyway. <laughs> not responsible for the monkeys. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be me, clearly. Uh, and lastly, I'm going to butcher your name. I'm sorry. Please say it for me. <laughs> I'm uh, Viraj Atani. I'm the CEO and founder of Pocket. Uh, Viraj, we're very delighted to have you. And of course, you're a competition winner. Yes, we are. Very proud of it. So great to be here. Thank you. Uh, so um, why don't we just get in before we go into the uh, competition? Could you tell us a little bit about Tech City UK and, and who you are and what you do? And maybe Greg, you could join in with that as well. Definitely, Tech City sees itself, if you want, as a builder of a pipeline of very strong, uh, high-growth digital businesses. Um, and we do this through uh, event, we do this through programs and any sort of other help uh, at different stage of the evolution of companies. And we're looking forward to doing this even more better throughout the country. Fantastic. So, uh, Miles, tell us a little bit about what you do at the Money Advice Service. Cool. So, I am the uh, one of the uh, evaluation grant managers for the What Works Fund at the Money Advice Service. Um, and essentially, the What Works Fund was set up to test the effectiveness of financial capability interventions around the country. So, those are things like. Um, Citizens Advice Bureau uh, sessions with people delivering money advice uh, and guidance. Those are also, um, as, as we'll talk about, some of the fintech organisations that we've been trying to work with as well, including Pocket. Um, but yes, yeah, a lot of, lot of good work. Financial education is also included in some of that work as well. Absolutely a need for that without question. And Viraj, uh, tell us a little bit about Pocket. Sure. So um, we're building a digital bank uh, focused on financially underserved and uh, unbanked and low-income consumers. Uh, we've started off in the UK, so we um, offer a full current account uh, to our customers, plus uh, international money transfers. Uh, plus, we've also just started um, a, our first sort of entry into lending towards the the back end of last year, um, and we are now sort of going to be going into a variety of other financial services to make sure we can cater to the needs of our um, of our customers. We have about 
270,000 customers now in the UK. Um, so we've been growing pretty quickly. It's a pretty exciting phase. I think that, you know, the, the sort of what's next for us is really kind of just continuing to scale up and also continuing to offer new products and services to um, this segment of customers because what they need is quite unique and we're, and we're very focused on that. Excellent. Uh, so with a good summary now of, of uh, kind of what everybody does, could you tell us about the FinTech for All competition? So mix of geographies, mix of companies. Uh, what were the key highlights? Were there some winners that couldn't join us on the show? Can you give us a flavor for what it was like being there? Yeah, so happy to. Um, and happy to speak uh, about Mon- uh, Monzo. Are you talking about Monzo, Monzo? Like Monzo. Jason's listening, I'm sure. <laughs> Close name, exactly. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Um, Mespo. Uh, and unfortunately, Lucas, who is another one of the w- winner alongside uh, Virash, couldn't uh, make it today. I'm pretty sure he's uh, with us in thought. Uh, but basically, Mespo uh, was a um, an intelligent advisor in your pocket, allowing you to basically save dramatically and identify places where on your recurring payment, for example, you could save money. Um, so that goes, they are attacking this through uh, energy bills at the moment, but then will become more kind of your uh, personal assistant to try and uh, be more confident with uh, your money. And they understand the market very, uh, very clearly. So uh, so it's a shame he couldn't be here, but um, they're absolutely great product and company. And we're seeing a trend of these applications that try and help you uh, manage your money, but also try and get ahead of it for you, try and take the administration out of it and make suggestions. One thing also to note, and which is something that both Mespo and um, Pocket Share is a very deep understanding of their clients. And also the, the, they've integrated the knowledge that you can't just do fintech applied to a different uh, segment uh, in the sense of you can't just rehash the, new, the product that you have and rebrand it for uh, this customer segment. You really need to understand what these people go through and both companies really understand their clients incredibly well. And I'm sure that Viraj will be able to tell us more about this, but this is this is really key for that segment. Yeah, no, I think so. Because uh, Viraj, I mean, yes, you won this competition. Um, I'm curious to know what that meant to you, but I'm also curious to understand how you did that, how you got to understand the needs of the customer. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, look, I think winning the competition was was very meaningful for us. This is obviously you know, a, a huge part of our vision and our mission um, from, from what we're doing. And so being recognized for having an impact in that area um, is is massively important. So we're so we're very proud of that. In terms of understanding the customers, um, I mean, we've spent a huge, huge amount of time uh, in the homes of our customers, getting customers into uh, our office um, and spending a lot of time with us there to really kind of get into the, 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 the sort of the nitty gritty of the way they think about their money. And it's very different to the way most of you know us around this table will think about it, and um, and and most of the population. So, I think there's it's it's really about understanding and and having a willingness to kind of get into that level of depth, um, and then base your product design, your pricing, your strategy all around that um, all around that data and that information that you get. And so when you know uh, before we um, when we were in beta, you know one of the sort of interesting stories we kind of you know like to share is we. We we spend a lot of time kind of thinking how do you price a financial services product and it's and it and it's sometimes quite tricky because you know especially with this segment of of, of, of customers is they they don't like complicated charging structures they don't like percentages they don't like monthly fees you know a lot of these things are sort of quite sort of scary for them um, and so we sort of really kind of 
drill down to thinking about, okay, well, it should be pairs you use. Um, and we charge sort of 99p for certain interactions with our product. And then a bunch of stuff is free. Um, and and the reason we chose 99p is because it's retail pricing. It's it's pricing that people understand. They go into shops, they pay things, you know, that are 99p or 199. And so that concept made it very easy. And, you know, it's one of the biggest reasons customers say they kind of get it, take up the product and continue to use it is because of how simple the price they is. They understand what they're working with. It's meaningful to them yeah. and, it, and it solves a problem for them. And I think that's uh, it's understanding that problem and that job to be done that, that, that becomes really critical. I like that you talk about having spent that time with them and having spent the uh, the hours kind of working with them in your office or, or in their homes. Um, Miles, as, as a sponsor of the competition, why is this type of competition important to the money advice service the points raised so far how there's some great stats but can you put a human face on on some of this as well yeah yeah happy to um so so i guess you know for for money advice service it was set up in 2010 by government um and the purpose of us is really to be the financial capability body for the uk so it is to look out at the market um understand customer behavior people's ordinary everyday habits you know what is it that um, constitutes uh, good financial behaviors how can we teach those behaviors and who will be those those channels those mechanisms to to reach those people so um, what we've done uh, on, on our on, on our own and, and with uh, the help of the levy payers, um, which, which is what we get from uh, financial services, is to set up a website. Um, and we also have a contact center to try and deliver that advice. But we know that we can't do that alone. Um, and we know that there are some really impactful, um, innovative work that's going on, not only out there in you know some of the local advice centers and some of the other charities that exist, but also in fintech. Um, and it's certainly an area that we recognize that we needed to engage with because uh, we see the value in what fintechs can do. Uh, a lot of the time we see smaller fintechs um, being really agile, being really uh, able to set things up and do things that we can do. We could, we could never build the type of digital tools that, that they're building um, at the scale at which they're doing it and you know probably at that customer reach as well. So um, I guess for us, we really wanted to try and raise our profile, um, try and reach out and say, you know, actually, when you are building these products and you are thinking about the outcomes of your customers, so is it, if it's savings, that's your um, your key goal, um, like like a MESPO. If it's budgeting, that's your key goal. Um, think about some of the outcomes frameworks that Money Advice Service have got um, and really dig into, are these the outcomes that your customers are getting and what else can you do for your customers? And that's, and that's what we're, we're here to do. I think it's interesting you mentioned that word outcomes because that's what I took uh, from Farage and, and yourself is it's really about understanding how they're managing their money and what outcome they're trying to get to and, and designing for that. So talk to me about a little bit after the event, Virage, you know, you've you've obviously uh, had some relationship with the money advice service. You've uh, you've probably had some conversations. What has that dynamic looked like, and and what have you got tangibly out of the competition that you, you might have struggled with otherwise? Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, I think on on the competition side, you know, the the we we were very grateful to have the the money advice service sort of grant and 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 study as part of that because. Um, it's a massively respected um, institution. Um, so for us, from a credibility perspective, and, and and proving that we are actually having an impact was was a, was a very important thing. So what we've been doing since the since since we won the award is we've been working, or some some people in my team have been working um, with, with Mars around uh, figuring out the 
the theory of change. Um, and that's effectively looking at sort of the, you know, what's our objectives and then what are the outcomes and, you know, changing behaviors of, uh, of customers and does that actually happen? Um, and then we're engaging in uh, a sort of evaluation consultant to kind of see if the, the, the ideas and, and, and sort of the theories that we had are actually going to become, are actually you know, true and looking at the data to, to support that. It's using that data to measure the outcomes exactly. for those customers and see if you're really making a difference. How are you having impact? I exactly. Think is the key question. And so that's that's extremely valuable because, you know, obviously it's very easy to sit there and say we're having a huge impact, but we want to show that we really are having a huge impact. Because you can say, yeah, 275,000 customers, we think we're helping them, but actually without somebody else coming along and saying, yes, you really are, this is making a difference for them, that that kind of third-party perspective that's, that's um, really considered by the Money Advice Service can be super helpful. So let's let's take a broader step back and look at the market. You know, how much of a problem is this in the UK? And uh, there's there's two million people that don't have a bank account. Is is fintech one of the ways to reach them? And and are there other things that we've not talked about here, Greg, from your perspective that we see uh, that uh, there's there's obviously the financial literacy piece and the, the some of the fintech apps. What else uh, is out there? What other tools are out there other than than education and apps? Can the the larger organisations be doing more uh, what are the role of, of other actors in society yeah so that's a that's a really good uh, one I think the every single organization that we approached for this competition was incredibly excited to work with us on this um, and that goes for example with uh, Tiza or Tiza so these are very large organizations that represent established companies and very large financial organizations right and every single one of them recognizes that if we, as, as we like to say internally, like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? And so is there a way that we can bring everyone on board and, and really bring these people uh, into the, the financial system? I think in the 2 million people without a bank account, there's a number of people who have been burnt who simply do not want a bank account because they didn't like the um, experience. And I think that they didn't like the experience thing is something I want to follow up with Miles, because it's not just a fintech story here. There's a, there's a large organization story here. Uh, so in the work you're doing, do you see competitions like this potentially influencing larger organizations? Is that a, is that a hope and aspiration or is there a reality there to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we we definitely do see competitions like this uh, raising the profile of what can be done. Um in, in, in this area, um, we've we've spoken to some financial services organisations that we have that sit on uh, some of the financial capability strategy steering groups that we we run, um, and actually they've been really interested in in the list of fintechs before the awards were even given out. Um, they definitely recognise that this is the area in which they can make some impactful stuff happen uh, for for normal people, and um, I think they really just want to find out if there's going to be something that they can integrate within their existing business. And I, and I think that's, that's really what they're looking for is, is that partnership. That yeah. partnership. Uh, Simon, j- j- just to sort of add to that, I mean, on, on, on the day, um, we also won another award, which was uh, Experience Ex- Spotlight Ooh. Award. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 Mr. Two Awards. The reason, <laughs> the reason, the reason awards. I mention it is, is, is because of your question. But, um, you know, what's been really interesting is we've been working very, very closely with Experian, um, and probably come up with 
potentially up to sort of 10 ways of working together, which is, you know, incredible for an organization of that size to show this level of interest. They are so conscious about the number of people who are not being, um, uh, not getting the right credit ratings and the data that's going into that is not necessarily correct. Um, they also understand that there's, you know, there's a duty to be giving people the, the right information so that if they should be getting access to credit, then they are able to. Um, and, you know, and I think it's interesting around the numbers here because there's, uh, you know, I would say don't, it's, it's important not to focus too much just on the 2 million that don't have the bank accounts. Of course, that's extremely crucial, but there's also probably another 8 million showing signs of financial stress or not being able to get uh, a small amount of credit or not getting insurance or savings. You know, these are these are fundamental products to our financial stability that a huge part of the population don't have access to. Which can make a real difference to outcomes for people. Uh, you can put a human face on somebody not struggling in financial stress versus somebody struggling. Uh, you can also, I think, imagine uh, a different uh, result for the wider economy. I mean, if people aren't struggling financially, they, they potentially have more disposable income, they potentially become home buyers and, and so on. So there's a whole lot there. But Miles, you said an interesting word. You said integrate uh, is, is what they want to do. And we were talking a little bit before the show about uh, at 11FS, some of the work we do is really dealing with the fact that banks struggle to integrate anything at all. And it's almost uh, learning from Pocket um, in terms of what they do in their own apps and, and their own experience, working with the likes of Equifax to collect more data to, to get around that. Um, but I wonder, uh, you know, is, is Pocket more of a signal of what's to come from them because it will take uh, some time to change? And, and I guess that leads me to, to my question. What do you think's next for, for your journey uh, and the money advice services journey with, with this competition, with fintech more broadly? I think the, the competition certainly gave us a uh, a route into to the fintech market and world. Um, when I went around the the competition um, on on the day, that there are a few organisations who had heard of us. Uh, I'd say the the main ones who who were shortlisted, but there there, there were quite a few also who who hadn't. Um, they're perhaps new entrants, um, smaller scale. But I, I think it's important that for us, Money Vice Service uh, is kind of front of mind uh, for, for people in this space because we really want to um, look at how we can evaluate these financial technology companies and whether the outcomes that they're looking to achieve, is, is there more that they can do? You know, is, are there, is there something else they can do? Is there something that they can do with some of the other fintechs that they're working with? to create something that's bigger than themselves. Uh, I think we're certainly looking for um, things that can be game changers for, for us. Um, and the potential for that is, you know, is I think is huge at the moment. Exciting times. Um, and uh, across Farage, where can people find out more about what you're doing and what's coming next? Sure. So, um best place to find us is on our website, uh, pocket.com and that's pocket uh, with an I. Um, the future, I mean, is is going to be super exciting. I mean, we really just have so, so much on at the moment. I would I would sort of categorize it into three areas. One is obviously just continuing to grow in the UK and just continuing to find new you know, new ways of reaching the target customer and solving their problems. Uh, the second is around extending our product set. So uh, we are you know launching a whole bunch of new products over the coming months, uh, from lending to credit building to insurance. Um, so we're we're super excited about that, and our customers have been screaming for for, for that. So we, so it's, it's really important that we make sure we can meet their needs and do it in the in the right way, like you know, like we always try to. Um, and then the third piece, which is also um, really exciting for us, is uh, we'll probably make our our first sort of step into an international market uh, probably by the end of this year, which is uh, exciting. 
exciting. Moving international. Uh, how about yourself, Miles? Um, where can people find out more about the Money Advice Service? Um, yeah, so so you can just uh, firstly go to our website, I'd say, uh, moneyadviceservice.org.uk, um, and there you'll see our general consumer offering. You'll also see some links to... Um, some of our partnerships uh, work as well. Um, I'd also say just to just to add on to some of the stuff that I've spoken about. There is, uh, you know, we we constantly do research in in this area, and one of the number one things that each of the fintechs that I spoke to um, have said is that customer insight is extremely important, um, and particularly for this group in which the money advice service deems or terms as squeezed and struggling, um, who would be this this group of uh, either having low financial capability or you know struggle to access the financial services market um we have so much research on them we continue to do more um so if fintechs are looking to try and refine their products in the best way possible our insight can help them to do that and to be honest it's in our interests to to ensure that the fintechs that are out there are um reaching these customers in in the best way possible with the best products. I, I think it's uh, frankly phenomenal service, and uh, I'm very pleased to live in a country where it exists. Um, so um, there's a, there's another organisation who can't be here today. Um, where can people find out more about those? Uh, Greg, do you want to cover for them? Sure, happy to to give them a, a shout out. Um, so it's Mespo, um, and people can go on mespo.co.uk. They have a very brightly colour website. So, it is. Uh, it's <laughs> yellow and pink and everything. Yellow, I'm liking yeah, the bright, brightness. Bright yellow, uh, which is great. Interestingly enough, um, and we didn't plan that, Pocket's team is also yellow. So we had a very, <laughs> very yellow, yellow uh, vibrant f- f- set of finalists, which, which was great for our design because it fit wonderfully well. So you made the, the joy of our designer. Also um, our branding yes, team. <laughs> Mespo.co.uk um, and its founder, Lucas. Um, great guy and, and great company. Check them out. Well, that's it for this show. Unfortunately, we've got to end it here. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you all with us. Um, and it's been a real pleasure having uh, you at uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, please do subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. We love reading those reviews. And uh, tell your friends. That's all for now.